As the story goes, there was once a play actor, a famous one in England, was putting on a performance, and at the end, he began taking cold calls from the audience. You know, give me a great speech or a great scene from history, and I will perform it before you, trying to, you know, impress the crowd with his knowledge of all things. And there was a clergyman, the Church of England, their presence, who sort of asked him very meekly, politely, would you please do for us Psalm 23? So the actor graciously obliged, and in all of his gusto, in all of his skill, he performed. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And there was a nice applause from the crowd, as indeed it was one of the most impassioned renditions of the psalm they'd ever heard. Then the actor turned the tables on the clergyman, invited him up and say, let's hear it from the reverend himself. And so he finally was co- convinced to come forward, and he prayed Psalm 23. And it was so moving that the audience was speechless. It was silent completely in the concert hall. And the actor responded to this, telling everyone, I know Psalm 23, but this man knows the shepherd. I know Psalm 23, but this man knows the shepherd. And isn't that just a wonderful image for all of us today? You know, we hear so often the words of the scriptures. We come so often into the church. Do we know the scriptures or do we know the shepherd? Do we know about Jesus or do we know Jesus? Do we know about his church or do we know the church as mother and bride? Do we know about the sacraments? Or do we know the sacraments, those encounters with our risen Lord? And I myself, you know, have to think about this story as well, and it cuts me to the heart as it cuts to the hearts those first hearers of St. Peter's preaching, those who did not know Jesus when he walked among them, but who now encounter them. They're cut to the hearts sort of reminds me of, yeah, like being a lost sheep. You know, you hear all those stories from, I think especially New Zealand, they have tons of sheep there, right? Sheep gets lost for like 10, 15 years, right? Just wandering the wilderness and they find it again. It's just unrecognizable. It's just a a ball of wool, right? It hasn't been shaven for so long that it's just covered and muddy and matte. You know, that's like all of our hearts sometimes. They just swell up with with wool, yeah, with like cotton balls in our ears. We can't hear the voice of the shepherd. We can't even see where we're going. We can't see the shepherd before our eyes. Our hearts need to be cut. We need to cut away all those little obstacles that we have to the shepherd of our souls. It's a wonderful thing that Jesus gives us his fulfillment of Psalm 23. He is the good shepherd. Right, you look at Psalm 23, and the church fathers, they noted that every experience in the church, every experience of the sacraments is included in Psalm 23. It's a masterpiece of our encounter with the Lord in his church. Uh, not just learning about the Lord through the sacraments, you know, as those who have prepared for confirmation, first communion, first confession this year. Yes, they've had to learn a lot about Jesus, 
But in the sacraments, they get to know Jesus. Again, if the wool is out of their eyes and out of their ears, if their hearts have been cut clean. And so to go through that psalm again, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the very end of the psalm, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This beginning and end points to two sacraments in the church by which the Lord you know, gives us direction, gives us our mission. You know, the Lord gives us shepherds in holy orders in the priesthood. You know, St. Peter called Jesus the shepherd and guardian of our souls. That word guardian is actually episkopos, where we get the word bishop. So we get the word for the shepherd of our diocese from. Each and every priest sort of called to bear that image, that wonderful image that's given to us. You know, underneath this chasuble, I always wear a stole. You might have seen me wear this also for confessions. Anytime a priest does sacraments, he wears this band over his neck. And a lot of times it's made out of wool. A lot of times it's meant to represent that sheep that the priest puts over his shoulders and is carrying back to the flock. Every time a priest hears confessions, putting that little lamb on his shoulders, carrying him back to the flock. Every time a priest goes out and does anointing of the sick, you know, putting that little sheep on his shoulders, carrying him back to the flock. It's a wonderful duty, a wonderful, a wonderful burden, the burden that is easy and light for the priest. Kind of a wonderful image. Really the first image of Jesus that the early Christians held on to, that they painted all over their catacombs, all over their churches, was Jesus the Good Shepherd. That image of the one carrying the sheep back into the flock. And then the end of the psalm, I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of, the, of our life. When does the Lord establish a dwelling for us even here and now? But in that wonderful sacrament of marriage, where he establishes a new household of the Lord, a new family of God. And those vows that you make all the days of my life to love you and to honor you in good times and in bad, where the Lord grows faithfulness in his church through this great sacrament of his own faithfulness. Of Christ's faithfulness for the church, so also for the man, for his bride. And then in the midst of that psalm, you know, you can see the, the three sacraments that initiate us into the church, that put us into contact with the Lord, that real encounter with him. You know, beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. Can we not see in this the waters of baptism that refresh our soul, that restore our soul? Jesus who said, who believes in me, I will become like that living water gushing up within him for eternal life. And so our baptism put us into right relationship with God, put us as sons and daughters before him, gave us that great confidence that each and every one of us is beloved by God. Sometimes it's easy to think of God as distant, to not hear his voice, but baptism restoring, you know, that idea that all of us have a place, that he calls each and every one of us by name. He knows us by name. Baptism convinces us of that. And what's more, he anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. That image of the oil being poured out onto the priest, prophet, and king of the old covenants. Jesus who shares in that full anointing of the Holy Spirit and breathes out the Holy Spirit, even from the cross. And so we are anointed, especially in confirmation, with those gifts of the Holy Spirit. And God has a special gift for each and every one of you as well. In that confirmation, we're give, given a particular name. You know, we choose a saint's name, but more often, more accurately, it's the saint who chooses us. Receive this new name because we receive a new mission, and new gifts. You know, do you experience the gifts? Do you know about them? Yes. 
But do you know them? Do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know what his voice sounds like when he pushes on your heart? When something comes before your eyes and you just have that little nudge that someone is behind this, someone is speaking to you in this moment, nudging you in the right direction. Do you know that voice? Confirmation. No, again, that great sacrament by which we encounter the Holy Spirit, we encounter that nudge, we encounter those gifts that are constantly pushing us in the right direction. And then, of course, you have spread a banquet before me. This banquet, of course, that we come to each and every Sunday, banquet of the Eucharist, to be fed. Each and every one of us is looking for something to feed us. Each and every one of us, you know, has a shepherd. What shepherd are you following? What shepherd are you listening to? Where, what verdant pastures is he leading you to? You can try many others. And there will always be that deeper hunger of your heart but to let his Eucharist satisfy you as that foretaste for the banquets in the kingdom of heaven by which he's leading all of us to on this journey. And then finally, there's two other sacraments, those sacraments of healing. You know, especially when we've fallen away from the path in sin, And when our bodies have fallen away, you know, through death, the sin and death, the two great punishments on humanity for that lack of faith in God, but he gives us these encounters with his mercy. And so through death's dark veil, I will fear no evil, for you are at my side. And certainly that sacrament of anointing of the sick is where Jesus meets you. You Maybe in those darkest moments when you've had that diagnosis, that first diagnosis of cancer, or whether you're on death's door, whichever part of that path towards death you're on, to receive that confirmation that the Lord is with you. You're anointed again with the sign of the cross on those parts of the Lord's wounds. You unite your suffering with the suffering on the cross. Jesus assures you that he is with you. He has been there, and this day you will be with him in paradise as he promises that good thief. Through death's dark veil, I will fear no evil, for you are with me your rod and staff to guide me. And so lastly, confession, that great sacrament by which the Lord pushes us back onto that right path. You know, I love, there's this little meme of the good shepherd, a shepherd pulling a sheep out of a ditch, you know, this nice little trench that's in the earth and the shepherd gleef, the sheep gleefully leaps, boom, boom, one, two, three, back into the ditch. And that's what I feel like sometimes. And whenever we go to confession, Jesus pulls me out of the ditch and then boom, 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 right back in. And yet, his rod and staff, always there to push, to pull, uh, to drag us along sometimes where we don't want to go, because he knows. He has the full sight. Uh, He is a good, good shepherd. Knows where the verdant pastures are. Knows where the places we'll get stuck are. He guides us through everything. And so, brothers and sisters, again, uh, to examine our heart today, you know, how it's maybe overgrown again (laughs) with that wool hasn't been shaved in a good long time, to open those ears, those eyes, uh, to let us see, not just learning more about Jesus in his words, in his sacraments, in his church, but to know Jesus. Isn't that what salvation means? To know Jesus and him whom he has sent, his Father, and to dwell in the house of the Lord. Then we will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our life.